Hey guys, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. This interview is with Love. So I think this is right before he blew, blew up. So I actually met him in New York. I met him through my close friend in college. They were best friends growing up in high school. So we just kind of hung around New York when I was interning there during college. And he's just become the biggest pop star right now. And I'm so excited to see where he's going to be. He grew up in San Francisco, but then he was signed with Prescription, Dr. Luke's label, and has a great team around him. He was He's also written for a bunch of people. He's just a really talented musician all around, and I'm so happy that he has reached his success so far, and I'm so excited for what he has coming up because he 100% deserves it. I've been around a lot of musicians, and I can tell you that Love is a great guy, and I want him to be the biggest pop star in the world, and I know he can do it, so <laughs> hope you guys enjoy this one. Hi, so I'm here with Love. What's up, what's up? <laughs> so we met through our mutual friend, Mike Wags, who went, to who went to college with me in Northeastern. Yeah, he's one of my best friends from growing up. And then we, I think we formally hung out in New York. Yeah. At your place. At my place. <laughs> For this, like, what, what, what occasion was it? I think it was actually July 4th. Okay, it was July 4th. So, yeah. And then I think, like, few months after we hung out in like this I don't know this coffee shop it was just like a small yeah. thing but then now we're like both finally in LA both living here because you were gone for a while yeah so. I was gone for a while so you were born in Oakland right yeah yep I was born there and I uh it's funny because like I don't really what people are always like where are you like where are you from but I moved around so much growing up that I don't really feel like I'm like from Oakland or San Francisco I just moved there moved away when I was four so and you were you did like music pretty early on right with like what violin and, and your sisters playing instruments yeah so like my uh, as a little kid my parents had me uh, take piano lessons you know as, as parents do and um, I did that for a few years and then like I, I picked up viola because my sisters were playing violin and cello so I thought I'd be the cute little brother and I would like complete the trio <laughs> oh um, did you actually like perform together we, we did like two or three times actually, yeah, yeah, oh. it was special. My sisters were way, way, they were like way better than me though. Damn, um, but now you've far advanced them, I guess they don't well, do music they, anymore. Well, they stopped making music, which yeah. is a bummer, you know? I mean, but they're doing their thing. Yeah. Um, and then, but really it was like when I, when I started playing guitar, that was kind of like when I started to write music and I really like connected with it in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. And your mom, I guess your parents have always been like supportive of music. From yeah, the and I'm, I'm, I'm really lucky. Yeah. Definitely really lucky. And what else were you into back then, like other than music? Skateboarding. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Skateboarding. Uh, yeah, I thought I was going to be a pro skater. You competed a lot? Compete, but um, <laughs> yeah, I just love doing it. So I thought I was going to be a pro skater, and then I realized like the older I got, I don't know, like the more scared I got of trying like crazy shit. And then so. you decided to do music. And then I was like, you know what, maybe I won't break all my bones and I'll just make music instead. So. How about like subjects in school? That's an interesting question. I would say I was definitely not a history person. For whatever reason, I just couldn't. I was never good with history. Same. Um, okay. Yeah. I don't know. As I know some people, they're like, that's like their thing. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. Math. I think probably math was my thing. And, um, and also like lunch. That was my favorite. <laughs> just, you're, you're the first person ever you. said lunch. Really? I think yeah. that, that was the best subject. Lunch. <laughs> How would you be, know I'm right. 
How would people describe you back then? Um, really goofy. Like, yeah. I, I was just that, like, really weird kid. Like, <laughs> like weird and just, like, I just like to, like, say random things and, yeah. and like, yeah, yeah. Were you, like, the class clown? I don't know if I was, like, the class clown. Because, yeah. like, my, my, my sense of humor is a little bit too alternative. <laughs> like, it's too, it's, like, Tim and Eric. It's just, like, really, like, just, like, very weird. So, like, some people got it, but most people were just, like, what's going on? What do your parents do? So my uh, my mom works in vaccine research. She um, she's like the senior director of HIV AIDS vaccine research oh, wow. at the Gates Foundation. Yeah, so she's like a huge role model for me. And then I sometimes feel bad because I'm here making music and she's like trying to cure AIDS, <laughs> save the so, world. Yeah, so you're it's saving crazy. the world in a different way. <laughs> That's what people like to say. I mean, um, and and my dad. Yeah, so both my parents are scientists. Um, my dad is a teacher. Uh, he teaches anatomy right now. Oh wow! Yeah. Did they push you academically then? Oh yeah, yeah. My yeah. Pa my parents. Yeah, I mean they were always like super supportive of music, but like especially my dad, he was like, whatever. He would always be watching like how well I would do in school. He was yeah. more conscious of it, definitely. Yeah. At what age did you start to get into the, all the band stuff? It was probably like when I moved to Pennsylvania. So I was like. Uh, 14 or something like that, maybe a little younger. Yeah. Did you move for your parents' job? Yeah, yeah, for my mom's job. Oh, okay. Yeah. What was the first band that you had? Um, the first. Oh my. Okay, the very first band was called Red Moon, which is actually <laughs> me, it was it was me and Mike Wags. Oh. Yeah. Damn, we had we had a lot of bands together. Back. We had a lot of bands together. Um, yeah, that was that was way way back. What kind of music was it? Um, it was kind of just like. Like, slightly emo rock, I would say, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, we were both just learning how to, like... That was a, those were, like, some of the first songs, you know, Yeah. I ever wrote, so... How did you even were, think... They were bad. <laughs> oh, my God. How did you think to even, like, transition from all the instruments you were playing to more of, like, band stuff? Um, it was just natural, I guess. Yeah, I guess, like, really, like, because once I started playing guitar, that's when I was just, like... All I wanted to do was make music, so from oh, there, wow. yeah, it was like, because like, you know, piano and viola, that was very like a, you know, it was a different thing, because mm -hmm. um, we were like learning pieces, and that's not very like, for me, it wasn't very expressive, Yeah. so like once once I started playing guitar, then it was kind of like, I also started to want to play drums, and, and bass, and, and whatever, and and yeah, it was just kind of natural. How about all the, how about the writing, the music itself, with like lyrics? How did you teach yourself that? That was, yeah, that was very interesting. I mean, it was kind of just doing it. Like, at first, I would just kind of, like, write randomly. It's funny, I haven't thought about some of these songs in so long. But mm -hmm. I would just kind of, like, randomly write. And, like, a lot of it didn't make any sense because I hadn't really gone through a lot of stuff yet. So Yeah, you were writing like, about, a, like, a lot of love. <laughs> yeah, I was always writing about, like, even my very first songs were, like, you know, love and heartbreak songs. Yeah. Even though I had never been in a relationship yet, I always kind of, like, dreamed about it, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was always, I always, like, wrote about how I thought it would go. Well, what was your first, like, performance? Um, the first, one of the first ones I can remember, this was hilarious, it was one of my, one of those, one of those bands, we, one of our friends had, like, a, I think it was, like, a Halloween party. Yeah. And we, like, played in his basement, just, like, to everybody. And yeah. I remember, the, like, the basement was, like, super dusty, so, like, when we started playing, everybody had, like, Started like coughing and they had to like run out of the basement and we're like, well, that was that was the first show. So, Damn. Yeah. Very very epic times. Would you say like Somersault Sunday was your first like full on thing that you focused a lot of your energy to? 
Yeah, yeah. That was like, uh, yeah, that was like kind of the first thing that I like really was focused on. And you also were really influenced by your like uh, jazz. Was it guitar teacher who taught jazz and stuff? Yeah, yeah. And no, I had a I had a really cool guitar teacher who, um, you know, he was very insistent on like teaching me jazz music theory and everything like that. And at the time, I, I don't think I really appreciated it. Mm. Um, but then, like you know, when I started, especially writing like my first EP as Lauv, like I found myself pulling some of that stuff. I mean, it's just kind of like in the back of my mind. And now I also find myself going back and listening to like. Like there's a few guitarists, like this this guy Joe Pass and this guy Wes Montgomery that I was listening to a lot back then. I was like kind of studying how they would play, and I still find myself now going back and listening to their stuff. So, what yeah. kind of music would you say your parents played when you were growing up in the house? See, that's an interesting question because I never really had like a consistent. I was never one of those kids where my parents like I can remember my parents playing me music. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which like sometimes I'm kind of like. You know, like, everybody has that story of, like, oh, like, my parents used to put on this tape or whatever yeah. in the car. It was never really like that. Um, so I sort of feel like I was always around so many different types of music, I guess. Did you live in Atlanta also? Yeah. How old were you during that? That was, I was 4 to 11. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember much from that? You were, like, yeah. into kind of hip-hop. Yeah, so I had, that was, like, yeah, because there was a lot of, like, interesting kind of early, like, early 2000s kind of like Atlanta yeah. hip-hop rap stuff happening and I remember as a kid like being into that actually I had like a Walkman yeah didn't you get like your parents exist. got you like Eminem I think they do yeah one of the I think the first the first album I can remember was um Eminem show and I remember like trying to watch 8 Mile with my mom when I was like probably less than 10 years old yeah. and then like it was like so inappropriate really um well, I guess uh, have you seen that movie Years ago, it's, it's definitely bad. <laughs> Damn, um, so you're like screeching the whole well, just, time. Well, just for like, just for like a you know, like a nine year old to watch. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but I had like so at, when I was living in Atlanta, I had a Walkman, and I think I wrote like, like Fifty Cent, Lil John on it, and I said like, "Do not touch" or something. It was like, "This is my Walkman." <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. If you have it one day, you could sell it. I yeah, I definitely lost it. <laughs> After high school, you didn't even really want to like move to New York, right? I was just kind of like, I don't know, before I lived in New York, I was very uh, overwhelmed by the idea of the city, I guess, because it's just like so crazy. So like the couple of times I went before, you know, moving there, I was just like so just kind of flustered by the whole, the whole place. Mm -hmm. um, but that ended up kind of being the reason that I decided, you know, to move. So I was like, you know, it's, it's different. Yeah. It'll be, it'll take me out of my, outside my comfort zone. So. Why yeah. did you decide to study music? Just, there was like nothing else I could do. Yeah, I just like literally just couldn't imagine anything else I'd want to do. So I just figured yeah. I would do that. Were your par did your parents were they chill with you studying music? Yeah, no, wow. they were super supportive. I mean, I think at first, you know, I studied music technology, which is like, you know, there was like the route of like at first when I was in college, I was like, okay, maybe I would be an audio engineer, mm. like I would work in a studio, like you know, th there was like some practicality. Yeah. Behind it, those first two years before I started releasing music as Lauv, um, I was just focused on, you know, working on my audio engineering skills and like interning at studios and trying to get in the room with other songwriters and producers and, and just like mm. working on the craft, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. When I met you, you were so epic. <laughs> no, that was my other project. <laughs> How did yeah. you, because I saw that and then as soon as you put out Lauv, I was like, Wait, is this the same person? Cause yeah. It, like, I think it was super different, maybe, to the other stuff you did. Yeah. And the other just, like, blew me away. Oh, I thank you. I did it so much. Like, 
I think I just saw on your like Facebook page or something. Yeah. The early stages. Thank you. What was your idea to like transition between like next project and then that? Yeah. Was, I guess now of course you're concentrating everything on that. Yeah. It was it was all just like really natural, you know. I was for me that you know that other project Epic was kind of just like for me to have an outlet to release like remixes and stuff I was doing as a producer. Yeah. Um, but you know I when I when I first wrote the other. It was like the first song I had written, you know, in years that like was like something really real and genuine and deep to me. Like it was about, you know, what I was going through at the time. And so I was kind of like, I need to do something with this. Because like, I, you know, before then I was just trying to like pitch songs for other artists and stuff. And I was like, I need to hold on to this. And then kind of like the... I knew it just it had to be something different, I guess. Yeah. Actually, yeah. how did you even get into pitching songs? Because you were pretty young back then. Did, like, NYU help with connections? Or how did you even get, um, like, yourself? It was honestly just, like, the most random things happening in New York City. Like, like a friend of a friend meeting a producer. Like, literally meeting a producer mm -hmm. on the street in New York. And then, like, plugging us. And then we met him. And we went into the studio and started working with him. It was just, like, random things would yeah. happen. What was it kind of like? Were you already getting known in NYU after, like the other came out like did people like know about you on campus I mean a little bit yeah yeah nothing crazy because I was the the, the the interesting thing is I was like you know in Prague that, that was like my whatever I was studying abroad when when uh, I released the other so oh yeah and then you wrote like a lot of your EP was yeah it there? yeah yeah I wrote a, a lot of my first EP when I was kind of just uh, traveling and stuff so it's funny because I like I like a lot of the vocals recorded were just like in you know, like a like a hostel or like a hotel, you know, whatever. I brought my, my mobile setup and, and yeah. That's actually how, I guess that's how a lot of artists just like get away from where they're living and you yeah. did that through study abroad, which is it's kind of best. funny. Yeah, so super fortunate. Do you remember where else you traveled when you were there? When you were writing your Ooh, EP? Yeah, um, let's see. It's like uh, Berlin. This is going to be a long list probably. Because mm, like we, we like traveled every weekend. <laughs> I'm so lucky. Um, Berlin. Munich, Hamburg, uh, Amsterdam, um, uh, Nice, uh, Barcelona, yeah. Lisbon, um, it, yeah, it goes Latvia, where yeah. now I have like family there. Um, Actually, yeah, about Lafayette, you still visit your family like every year, right? I, I'm, unfortunately, I'm, I'm not able to go like uh, every year yeah. as much more recently, but you know, growing up, I would go every summer. Um, which was awesome. Do you, is and it, are you still super connected to that side? Yeah, I would, I would like fairly, like fairly connected. Definitely. Um, I have, I have a good bit of like extended family out there. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's do they, always awesome. Do they all back. know about what you're doing now? They're going to uh, try to promote so. and lobby at the place. Well, <laughs> I did. I actually Headlining just, show there. I recently like Skyped in and did a, uh, like a interview with a Latvian radio station. Oh my God. And they're, they're all super excited about that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they're it's like, super cool. I mean, you're pretty much like kind of from there. So it's just yeah. like, <laughs> no, it's cool. Only thing is I, I feel bad because like, um, I, my, both of my older sisters, they, you know, they were taught the language at a young age oh. and, um, like I wasn't, um, just, you know, the timing and everything. And so, like, I, I need to, whatever, like, I, I know some words, but I yeah. need to, like, at, at some point, like, I kind of dream about, like, spending, like, just spending, I don't know, like, three, four months there, like, isolated, I can recording, see that. and, like, or maybe even, like, half a year, like, at some point in my life, and, like, yeah. learning the language, 
and like just being alone there would, I think that would be really cool that'd be so cool you have yeah. to do that yeah yeah that'd be awesome <laughs> wait did you finish your list of 41 oh let's see oh also um but went went like Krakow Poland mm. went to went actually went to Auschwitz which was obviously very heavy yeah very very heavy um but a good experience um where else um went to Edinburgh mm, which is dope yeah I mean just it's it's so awesome being able to travel and like we did some of like the train stuff um I don't know if you've done any of that like where you like just hop on the Eurorail train or whatever yeah super fun although we got lost we definitely <laughs> actually we okay so me and my friends we uh we got stuck in um I'm trying to remember what train station it was it was in France Anyways, not not a train station you want to be stuck at. Like one of us got like pickpocketed, and then we were hanging. Like we had we had to stay in the train station all night and wait for our train the next morning. Um, and uh, there was like cops, like they were monitoring for most of the night because there was like you know drug dealers and, and oh. like like full on insane you know people who were just like sleeping yeah. there and staying there, and just like we had to just like sit there like guarding our stuff the whole night and just kind of like hanging out and like people would just like. They would approach us and blah 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 and yeah, it was it was interesting. Damn. It's a fun that's, night. That's so sketch. Just sitting in the train station. <laughs> so. Do you think you could get to where you are now if you didn't study music? Yeah, I think so. I mean I I, I mean I wouldn't be the same musician, but I think, yeah. you know, like I don't know, some of the like the, the dopest musicians out there and artists I respect the most are people who don't actually have any training, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just it's just about like having something to say and, and you know and 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 just kind of doing it, I feel like. What would you say would be like your first big break? Was that the cheat codes and Demi Lovato thing? In, in terms of like being a songwriter, yeah. For other people, yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, that, that's crazy because that song's like, just found out it's like top ten at pop radio, which is so yeah. crazy. Yeah. So 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 crazy. And so. how did that come about again? So I started that song with some friends of mine in New York City. Uh, they're called Loot. They're awesome. And um, we started the song, and then I've actually known Trevor from Cheat Codes for mm, years. Yeah. So they heard the song, they flipped, and they went, then they started working on it as well. And then so we were going back and forth, and um, and then they were like, "We have an A-list female superstar to, to you know to feature on the song, but we can't tell you who it is because we don't know for sure if she's gonna do it until she gets back from Africa." So we like saw this email and we're like, what's yeah. going on? And so we just start like scouring Instagram and we found a photo of Demi Lovato in Africa, like within like five yeah. minutes. And so we were, we're like, so sure. We were like, it's gotta be Demi Lovato. And, <gasps> Damn. And it, and, it, and it wasn't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, so that really dope. <laughs> it wasn't. Oh my God. How did the whole uh, Dr. Luke thing come about? Yeah, so um, I, let's see. Um, I actually, one of my, so it was, it was, there was a couple of things that happened. Somebody that I knew actually back from the MySpace days, who I hadn't talked to in a long time, she, I found out she, uh, she worked there um, around the same time that the woman, Jamie, who ended up, you know, signing me to the company, mm-hmm. um, like found out about me and, and, and reached out. And so I think my friend who was working there, Jillian, like hit me up on Facebook because we literally hadn't talked probably in like yeah. four years. And she was like... Like, your name came up in the office today. Because this was, like, you know, after the other. And yeah. I think I think it was actually just the other came out. They heard the stuff. And they, and you know, they, they loved it. Um, and then, like, it was all just, it was it was awesome. Like, I uh, 
I sent them, you know, other demos and, uh, and uh, ended up coming out to LA and like writing with some of the other writers and producers and I knew from the first session that it was just like the perfect fit. So Yeah. Yeah, so we ended up doing the publishing deal and yeah, it's been awesome. I guess it has always become easy for you to do sessions. I feel like a lot of producers have difficulty transitioning from that into sessions, but maybe because you came from like a band background that's easy for you to like go into sessions and like know how to work with other people quickly. It's definitely a different talent. Like, yeah. you know, there's like, there's I, like, you know, there's like, being a producer in the sense of like knowing just like knowing how to create an, an amazing track and to mm -hmm. and then there's also being a tr producer in the sense of knowing how to like curate energy in a room and, and make sure you know everybody's feeling good and yeah because it, it's all it's all just about energy so yeah, yeah. and how did the role your song coming out with dj snake yeah <laughs> so tell crazy. me about that yeah so that 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 was a very um very like I'm, I'm really really excited it's an awesome uh, awesome situation basically um it, so actually ed sheeran wrote that song oh okay yeah he co-wrote that song and um and i found out like you know uh dj snake like followed me on twitter and then, then he hit me up he was like big fan and then like later that day i found out they sent the record and they were like ed sheeran wrote this song we want you to sing it and like uh usually like i haven't done anything before that i haven't you know yeah. put out that i haven't written but like Ed Sheeran's one of those artists that I respect so much just because he's like very real, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like he's not, he's whatever, he's, what he's doing I think is like super genuine. So it was like the perfect situation. Have you done a ton of sessions with him in person? No, I haven't yet. Oh, yeah. but yeah. have you met him? Mm-mm. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to full on with this the, tour. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm so excited. Damn. That must, was the tour surprising to you? Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. It was, I mean, the, the, I remember the moment that I, that I, you know, found out about it. I was on a run. My manager called me and he was like, so I was like, I was like, yo, I'm on a run. Can I call you back? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like Ed Sheeran tour in Southeast Asia. And you're like, stop. I halted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Dumb. I'm super, yeah, I'm just super humbled and excited. <laughs> and I'm already giving love like food recommendations because he's coming to Hong Kong. Yeah. So it's going to be sick. How do you think you've grown like personally and with your music since you started? That's a that's a that's a good question. I feel like right now I'm in a place where I'm feeling more honest than ever. I mm. guess, yeah, um, yeah. Because I just went from like I think there was a you know a few years where I sort of lost touch with the idea of like making music to just be vulnerable and to just say what I'm feeling. Yeah. Because like as a kid, I was always that was always like that's how I fell in love with writing music is just mm -hmm. kind of just expressing myself, and then I kind of got into this mindset of like you know, trying to write songs for other artists and produce songs for other artists, which is, like, not always, you know, it's not always the same. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I'm just, I'm just really happy to be in a place right now where I'm just, like, all the music I'm working on is just about my life, you know? Was there, so. like, a pivoting moment before the other that you realized, like, the realization, like, I'm writing all this, but it's not, like, true to myself? Um, I would say the others really were, like, yeah, that was, like, the, the big turning point for me. Um... And, you know, a little bit before that, I was like, I had read this interview, um, uh, like this, this interview that Paul Simon did that basically, that kind of changed my perspective a little bit where he kind of talks about his songwriting approach and how, you know, he's not interested in going in the room and like saying, okay, what is it that I want to write a song about today? Or like, you know, like, what, are, you know, what, what am I trying to say? But going in and just like letting this, your subconscious kind of mm -hmm. like tell you, because I think a lot of people myself included, obviously, 
feel things and know things deep down that they don't know how to say yet or like they don't want to say or they don't want to admit and like you know for whatever reason when I sit down and just play chords or whatever like that stuff comes mm -hmm. up and, and yeah what would you tell like the self the Ari when you first started being in those bands if you could talk to him um I would say just like stay focused on like what you what you dream about like don't ever let go of that ever and um and like it's okay to be real and, and to just be honest last question what do you want to be remembered for oh let's see i want to be remembered as the person um i guess who encouraged more people to just be vulnerable oh yeah i love that yeah. awesome thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> Bye. thank you <laughs>